0: Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by arguably the smallest baller of them all, <laughs> Brandon Siegel. How we doing? How's it going? Pretty good. How was the spring break? How did we... Spring break was good. You know, I got to, got to watch a lot of basketball, got to see some of my friends, family. That's good. Got That's some good. chicken parm. My mom made me chicken parm last Ooh. weekend, so that was really good. Yeah, my uh, my
1: dad just made this steak today. Uh-huh. Oh,
0: my God. Great is so That's, fantastic it's always good, good going home
1: because you eat, you eat and stuff yes eat a lot more than we are here definitely um but it was a nice little break uh we did a pod episode in a yes, different location did. which yeah. was interesting it was it was dope um so a lot of fun good spring break but we're back we gotta grind it out yes um so we'll, we'll get straight into it the first small talk topic today was a fan submitted topic okay. uh, from our friend Michaela so okay shout out Michaela thank you shout so much out. for submitting this topic um, we're going to talk about spring break tips for college students. Now, before we get fully into this, I want to point out that Trevor and I are boring, okay? We we would love yeah. to just sit there, do nothing, and watch basketball. We don't do anything. So okay. we're boring. So we're going to try our best to give a couple tips here real quick. Uh, my first tip, this is just me. If you're going to, like, Florida or somewhere where there's an ocean, don't, don't do anything stupid in the ocean, okay? Don't, like, don't be throwing alcohol or, you
0: know... Yeah, urinate in the ocean. Let's let's yeah. let's
1: let's just be respectful. to Everyone that's around us.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Like, and don't like litter. Like, don't yeah, litter no littering. Or, like, let's protect come our, on, our protect the environment. Yeah, exactly. Come on, guys. Like, let's do this. You know. One tip. One tip. You got one tip. Uh, I got one tip. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick tip. I mean, this is pretty obvious, but I mean, save drinking, you know, like, obviously you don't want to drink a drive, obviously. And also, we don't,
1: on the Small Bar Podcast, we do not condone drinking under the age of 21 at all. Yeah, no. Drink responsibly if you're over 21. Absolutely. And that's the, uh, that's that. Yeah, that's it. So, next small talk topic, we have Mike Trout. Mike Trout signed a very large contract, a 12-year, $430 million contract, roughly, according to sources. That's that's a that's an amount, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's coined amount, I must say. Um, have you ever seen Fast Five? Uh I might have. I don't know if yeah? I have on the top of my head. So it's the fifth movie, obviously, yeah, and Fast and Furious, Furious. Mm-hmm. uh series. And so there's all this talk about like, you know, dropping bags, you know, like if a guy gets a lot of money, gets a large contract, you know, someone's dropping the bag, he's getting a lot of money. But Mike Trout, he didn't just get a bag. He got, like, a whole vault of money. So Fast Five, okay, Dominic Toretto, I hope you guys saw Fast Five. If you haven't, you need to go watch it now. It's amazing. Dominic Toretto, who is played by Vin Diesel, and Brian O'Connor, played by Paul Walker, um, rest in peace, mm-hmm. they were driving on the highway with a vault of money because they were stealing it in Rio, Brazil. And they were, what they were doing with that vault is they were taking it to Mike Trout's house. Obviously, I don't know how you get from Rio to Cali. I mean, probably got <clears get> to <throat> get a big far that jet. Yeah. But they were taking that vault of money to Mike Trout. 12 years, $430 million. A vault of money to Mike Trout. Uh, just, I mean, congrats, congrats to him. Like, good for him. And what's, what's crazy to me, it, this is the only sport that does these insane contracts. Like, why
1: does soccer or, like – and I understand, like, basketball and football. Like, there's, the players kind of phase out a little bit, you know, earlier. But like why doesn't soccer do these enormous like ten year, thirteen year deals like I don't know. To I me, know. this deal is just like it's hard to fathom.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I'm mean, obviously Mike Trout's, like the best player in the, in baseball, debatably, but Yeah. I mean, four hundred and thirty million for twelve years. I was even reading some stuff that like some actual analysts were saying that he was underpaid. So I was like, That's I don't know, that's insane to me. But off to our next topic. We have a, actually an interesting one here. This is this is gonna be a little bit of a change up, okay? I'm sure uh, some of the listeners have heard of the Kardashian curse, but if they haven't, why don't you quickly explain what the Kardashian curse is? Okay,
0: so basically, um, Khloe Kardashian. I think that was like the main Kardashian that was that, yeah, that was, it was used on. With Lamar. obviously, she dated at one point Lamar Odom and Tristan Thompson, and I'm not going to get into that whole relationship. But um, there was a curse because they would say that Tristan Thompson wasn't like playing as well because he was dating her, like stuff like that. I don't know a bunch of nonsense. But apparently, mm-hmm. like it was, they say that obviously I just said it because Tristan wasn't playing as well that the Cavs do bad.
1: Yeah, and it, it stemmed also from like when Kim Kardashian was dating Chris Humphrey, right? Um, so I mean, there's all these players that Kardashians have dated, um, and they ended up those players ended up you know being washed up or not doing as well. However, interesting, uh, little statistic here. Yes, Kendall Jenner when she is in the building for the Sixers, Kendall Jenner is dating Ben Simmons, yes. uh, starting. Honestly, I don't even know what position he's starting at. He's starting at one of them. Every yeah, position.
0: Whatever, whatever position. We'll say starting
1: power be. forward, just by, off of his height. Starting power forward. They are dating. They've been dating for a little while. They are 15-3 and
0: three when she is in the building. Wow. Is the Kardashian curse reversed? Is that is this still a thing? Are we... Well, I think the Kardashian curse is a thing, but the Jenner curse Ooh. is not a thing. Kendall Jenner is good luck for the 76ers. 15-3. Mm-hmm. and three, That's and... a good record. What does this mean for the Sixers? Does this mean that, like they're going to make the finals.
1: I mean, she she better go to a lot of those games. They they definitely have a good chance to make it, but maybe another topic for another episode. Up into our uh, next topic here. LeBron James, there was a report that came out from uh LeBron's physical therapist that he has been his injury should have been an injury that was about 6 months, not 6 weeks. And he came back after 6 weeks. It was a groin groin to my right in that groin yes. injury. So his personal trainer was saying that it should have been a six-month injury, but he's so unselfish that
0: he played through this enormous amount of pain. How do you feel about that? Because I know how I feel about that. Right. Well, obviously, this is new information that we have. And a lot of times, people like to jump to conclusions. And sometimes it's hard you know, not to jump to conclusions about things. Um, But hearing this new information, um, I assume that she's obviously telling the truth. I mean, we have no reason to believe that she's not. Right. and, I mean, this obviously makes LeBron look better. I believe her. And I think that this definitely does show that LeBron's a great teammate and mm-hmm. a great leader. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, this doesn't change my opinion about the take, the best player. He's not mm-hmm. going to be in the playoffs. That's the take that we're saying. So, Which officially eliminated. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're officially eliminated. So it doesn't matter, like, mm-hmm. what the reason is for him not making playoffs. They're not there. He can't prove that he's the best player anymore. All right. But, uh, yeah, that's all I was saying. to say. I was going to
1: say, everyone, please go watch the first episode of the Small Baller Podcast where I uh, talked about this. LeBron James is the greatest player to ever live. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time, if not the greatest athlete. We'll just rest it there. We don't need to go more into this. All the right. fact he's playing on an injury that should have been six months. He was back in six weeks. He's in <clears throat> phenomenal shape. Shape that no one has ever seen before. Yes. LeBron James is the GOAT. Greatest of all time. Yeah. Done with that argument. <laughs> into our next topic for a small talk. <clears throat> we have the uh, most improved player conversation uh, for the NBA this year. I think it's it's one that's kind of heating up a little bit. Who who do you have? Who
0: is your most improved player this year? My most improved player is D'Angelo Russell. What D'Angelo Russell has done, um, obviously, since he's been with the Nets, has been unbelievable. Uh, First-time All-Star this year, has had a great year. The Nets are going to make the playoffs. He's been spectacular for the Nets. Obviously, there's all this talk, did the Lakers make a mistake um, with getting rid of D'Angelo Russell, and mm-hmm. he's... He's and I, think we to make it like I think we know they seem like they did. That I think they I think they did. I think they um, for sure did. Oh so my yeah, god. D'Angelo Russell, he's been amazing.
1: I, and like even when he was at Ohio State, he was just so good. Like it it's just seemed like he was destined <clears> to do well. Yes. And even with like a little bit of ups and downs, I mean even like when he like wasn't doing fantastic, like I feel like I mean he he, he was just such a, in my opinion, just such a talented player. Yeah, I agree. The person I'm going to go with is Buddy Heald from the Sacramento Kings. The reason I'm going with Buddy Heald is I think he completely changed his game like a lot. I think he's really started to fit into his role really, really well. I mean, last year he was having 13.5 points, up to uh, 20.9, almost 21 points per game. His three-point percentage from when he entered the league was roughly around 39%, and it's now at 43%. Uh, it's up a little bit from last year. Um, he's cut down on some turnovers. He's raised his assists. So to me he's improving not only his shooting which is what he's you know known for his three point shooting but really his overall game so to me nothing against D'Andre Russell. I mean he was an awesome he's a fabulous player but I thought D'Andre Russell was pretty good last year I think we're completely underestimating Buddy Heald um, but that's just my take really there's I mean a ton of pretty good players in my opinion I mean we have yeah. uh, Siakam Pascal Siakam for the Toronto <laughs> Raptors uh, we have uh Levine from the Bulls. A lot of good players that I think could definitely uh, grab the award. I'd say Siakam is honestly the favorite. Yeah. That's just my opinion, though.
0: So, yeah, he's been great as well. And I don't think there's really any wrong answer here. All these guys have been great. Uh, you know, congrats to them. You know, keep it up. On to our next topic, um, which is one that I'm very excited to talk about.
1: Oh, are you? I am very excited. Is uh, Tom Izzo's little outburst? Uh, just so if you guys don't know, Tom Izzo is the head coach of the uh, Michigan State Garb. I mean Spartans. The S- the Spartans. The Spartans. My bad. Not garbage. They're a very good. My team. bad. Uh, very just. Uh, I mean, historically amazing coach. Yes. Um, amazing. He was. He was upset at a player, and I mean, the, when you get upset at a player, you know it happens in sports. But he was so visibly upset; it seemed like he was kind of put his hand in his face. He was even pointing at him, like I mean, like an inch away from his face. Um any anything else you want to talk about on this situation before we give our take anything else that you saw I mean even like when they were like in the huddle and he was sitting down he was so visibly angry you saw Cassius Winston their starting point guard uh sadly Big 10 player of the year you saw him I mean visibly like holding him back right. so what what's your take here is this acceptable in college basketball is this something that you'd be all right happening to you if
0: you were in that position Yes I absolutely would be uh to me Tom Izzo is one of the top 3 I personally think he's the second best Coach in college basketball behind mm-hmm. Coach K, um, and this is just this is just a coaching tactic of his. Like he does this all the time. Obviously, you had players come out, Miles Bridges, Draymond Green, um, talking about this. This is like what he does. And Aaron Henry seemed to have no problem with it. You know, he was going right back at him. And Tom Izzo, that's what he wants. He wants his players to talk back at him, show their passion, and he's really trying to light a fire. He knows Aaron Henry is a very talented player. He's a freshman who arguably, I, I think he's probably the best draft prospect on Michigan State's team. So really, he's trying to lay the fire in Aaron Henry um, and make him play to his potential.
1: Yeah, in my opinion, I don't like this. Yes, some bias might be leaking out here, but let, let's be honest. Is there is there ways to get to a player's head without wagging your finger in their face? <clears throat> I mean, there was reports that uh, Xavier Tillman, not the player involved in this incident, uh, incident. But he was basically telling the coach He was yelling at Izzo Listen to me, please listen to me Listen to what I have to say So to me, I don't know This isn't the best way to go about it I think he could have went about it a, a ton of different ways And it would have been way better uh, Additionally, I mean, think about like a recruit Like Rocket Watts uh, from Spire Academy I mean, yeah. he's watching this game Going to Michigan State next year And he sees his future coach Players pleading to him like that The <clears throat> cameras are directly on him And he's yelling at him Getting so visibly angry, it's not a good look to me. I, I, if I was a recruit uh, going to Michigan State, I definitely don't think I'd want to, you know, I think I'd kind of mm. rethink my whole ideology. Of course, Izzo's a fantastic coach, but at the end of the day, I think there could have been a better
0: way to go around what he was doing and getting his point across. I, I disagree. I just think that um, the players, I think you attract players who want to play for a coach like that, players who want to work hard, players who want to get to the NBA. That's what Izzo's doing here. Uh, Moving on to our last small talk topic We have Rob Gronkowski And this is today This
1: just happened uh, A couple hours ago I actually didn't even see it I was driving back So I didn't even see it But Rob Gronkowski announced retirement Um, The amazing Patriots I I know this is
0: going to hit home with you Yes Might be a tough one What are are your thoughts Gronk retiring Um, I mean really it's just And I say this I've said this a lot in the podcast But good for him He's had an amazing career He's a first ballot Hall of Famer Um, You know I think he's had three Super Bowls. I actually am not one hundred percent sure how many Gronk has had, but um, he's been an amazing player for the Patriots. The number one, uh, the threat for Tom Brady the past six, seven years, and um, okay, so we have yeah, three times Super Bowl champion. I was right. So yeah, um, he's been a great player for the Patriots, and I think I think this was really we were it was. Uh, foregone conclusion because of the way he played this past season obviously he had an amazing playoffs but in the regular season you know obviously his he's had injuries and he really just wasn't the same guy this year
1: yeah Gronk to me was he's so injury prone I think this was the right decision it's more of a business decision I mean we we all know and maybe some of the viewers know that Gronk's he's wanted to do more than football it's not all about that and at the end of the day if you're going to keep on getting your head pounded in and have all these injuries and it's going to you know hurt your your way of life You know, moving forward, it might be time to hang it up. Nine years for a tight end with that many injuries, that's, that's pretty amazing to me. I mean, that's just me. I, I think that's a long time, especially – I mean, he's just had so much happen to Yeah, him. Yeah. So many injuries. The way and, he gets hit. I mean, especially now with how big concussions are, which, again, we'll save probably for another episode, <clears throat> talk about concussions. It's that's a tough one to me. I I agree with the decision at the end of the day. I think it was a it was a solid one. Last comments, any other comments on the uh on Gronk retiring?
0: Um just um I, I was grateful to have you on our team for all those years helping us out, getting those three Super Bowls and I wish you well in the future.
1: Yeah, I do too. I don't wish the Patriots so well.
0: <laughs> but moving into our first main topic, um we're going to kind of cover
1: the rest of Cod basketball, obviously mm-hmm. the uh March Madness has been happening. Uh, The the end of the uh, second round is finishing up today, Um, so let's let's kind of go day by day. Let's go through Thursday first. Let's let's go through Thursday. Uh, Not only are we going to talk about the uh, tournament, the games, what we thought about them, we're also going to kind of dive into different prospects. Um, So, what game on Thursday, you know, really hit hard with you? What what really, you know, you
0: were like, wow, this player played really well. This team played really well. Okay, so the best game I've watched, um, I think this was my favorite game in all of the four days of the tournament so far, was Belmont-Maryland. Maryland Uh, Maryland won this game 79-77. Obviously, it featured uh, future NBA big man Bruno Fernando. Also, Dylan Windler, a great player for Belmont, who seems like an arguably late first round, early second round draft pick. Also have Jalen Smith, a freshman for Maryland, who – Probably isn't coming out this year, but could potentially come out in twenty twenty for the draft. So just some great players, and this was really an amazing game for me. It was back and forth. Um, at the end of the game, uh, I think Belmont was down one point. It was seventy eight seventy seven, and they were drawing up a play, and it was they were trying to get a back cut. So Grant, I think it's Murphy, the point guard for Belmont. He was tra- he tried to throw a pass to Dylan Windler and do a back cut, which was to me was ridiculous because. To rely on a play, like a back cut to win the game, like on the last play of the game, I think that's not a play that you should be drawing up. I think you should just get it in your best player's hand. Dylan Windler was on fire. Uh, I think he had like 35 points, 11 rebounds. He just had an all-around amazing game, and I think that's what you got to do there uh, if you're uh, the coach there. Yeah, This was a very good game, in my opinion. It's definitely one of the better
1: ones. I personally thought Yale and LSU's game was phenomenal. I loved watching that game. Um, but to stick on this game, w- Windler is—he's so good. I would have said if last week if we were talking the episode, I probably would have said he was like a mid to maybe even late round second round pick. I definitely think yes. he helped his stock a ton, yes. like way more than normal for these types of players. I mean, thirty five, eleven and two. Uh, I mean that—that's so good. He's—he's he's a guard. Yeah. Uh, he shot seven for fourteen from three. Obviously, fourteen is a lot
0: of shots from he three, was, but going
1: fifty percent from he three. He was on
0: fire. That's. That's, that's a, just, I mean, fantastic. And the thing is, some of them were difficult shots. Like, he was coming off screens, getting mm-hmm. contested, um, like step-back threes, and he's a good rebounder. Like, just, yeah, I really like Dylan there.
1: Overall, this was a really close game. I mean, both Belmont shot 41.5% from the field versus Maryland's 43.5%, and Belmont shot 32% from 3 and 27 from Maryland. So, honestly, this this was a really close game. This was definitely a really solid game.
0: Yes, and I want to shout out uh, Bruno Fernando real quick. Yeah, he, he's a uh, fabulous prospect. He's just um, an amazing big man. He's just he's just a beast, like straight up. I've watched him I think three or four times this year. He's a pretty good shot blocker. He has great like post offensive moves. Um, he's got an R eight shooting form. Obviously, that might be something he, he has have to, to work fix on. Fix his form a little bit. Um, it's it's yeah, it's not bad, but it couldn't can get better. Um, I personally think he's a lottery pick. I really like him a lot. I don't think he's quite gonna hit the lottery. I think it'll be just after probably in the twenties. That's my personal opinion. I think there's
1: other big men that are better than him. I mean who would you rather in your opinion, who would you rather take? Him or Bobo? I would
0: take him because I'm really concerned about. Bobo? I'm concerned about Bobo's. The work injuries ethic. are
1: the injuries are tough and the work ethic is the tough. Injuries I think I'd still take ethic. I'd still take Bobo. I think he's fully there. Uh, different game we're gonna go to. The Murray State Marquette game. I understand it was a blowout. I had Marquette going pretty
0: far. Marcus Howard is really that good. what are your thoughts on this game? Um, John Morant was just amazing. So I good. mean, and for, this is probably, for a lot of people, this was their first time getting to see John Morant. And I hope you guys enjoyed what you got to see. Because it was my third time watching him. And I didn't see the whole game, but what I did see was just amazing from Ja Morant. And, um, you know, he's just... The thing that I think really stood out to me in this game was his confidence. He was just super confident. He controlled the whole game. Just his passing. He just looked like he was like, "I got this. Like, I got this game. I'm gonna take over Marquette. They're top twenty team. It doesn't matter. I'm just this good." This game to me was, I, I, I love this
1: game. I really like John Morant. Like, yeah. I think like him and Zion are two really solid, like top two picks. You know, whether it's him or RJ, I think if the Cavs end up getting the second pick, he probably will go third because they don't need a point guard. Right. But Jean Morant, he had a triple-double. Yes. Triple-double. Was that the fourth all-time or fifth all-time? Uh, the last one was Draymond yeah, Green Draymond in like 2010. Yeah, Draymond Green. D-Wade. Uh, I might be a little wrong on those stats. Cole I know it was Aldridge. Draymond Green. Uh, yeah. It was the last one who had the triple-double. Yeah. As a guard who's 175, 6'3", getting a triple-double, that's insane to me. Man. 16 assists. It just looks natural to him. Yeah. Like, everything involved in his game, it, there's not, like, a ton of really, like, dark spots to me. Right. There's no, like, glaring weaknesses. It's like little things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's... Uh, to me, he just looks so fantastic. Uh, Marcus Howard had a rough game. He did mm-hmm. score 26. He went 9 for 27. <clears throat> Not the best. That's not the best. Yeah,
0: Marcus Howard, you know, he's a natural scorer. He's a great shooter. It's really just a walking bucket. But he's gotta get his teammates involved more early. Um Sam Hauser and Joey Hauser, they weren't playing well. And obviously part of that's on them, but part of that's also gotta go on Marcus Howard. He's gotta get his teammates involved early. Right. So let's let's go on down to uh the Thursday
1: games. Um what to you it was really impressed with the Thursday games. We had a you know a couple I mean, prospects Friday. and or Friday, excuse me, yes, gotcha. right, Friday. Um what was really impressive? Oregon beating Wisconsin. Oregon did not have a great year. I'm confused how they even yeah. won this game.
0: Um, to me, well, to me, Wisconsin just wasn't that great uh, late in the year. Um, they're, agree, really, they the they're a bad shooting team. Um, obviously, you have Ethan Happ on the team, but I'm personally not really a big Ethan Happ fan. Obviously, he's a good college player, not a great prospect. But to me, Wisconsin, I don't know. I was There was just something I wasn't really sure about them all year, and I picked Oregon to win, and – um, I wasn't really surprised by it. Yeah, I I, I I'm completely honest. Wisconsin's a good team at heart. Oregon is
1: not a good team. I mean, they're, they, they, Louis King I like a lot. I think Louis King's good, but I mean as a 12 seed, I, I, to me they just weren't great, you know, really the whole year. Obviously the ball ball take without him it's a huge yeah. hit. Um but uh let's let's uh let's kind of transition over to the North Carolina game. North Carolina has a couple big prospects in their game. Um Kobe White is a guy who I think is rising up. Yes. Um, the first game wasn't the best for him. He went 4 for 14 from the field, 2 for 8 from 3. His three ball is nice, though. This yeah, game did not – this is not an accurate representation of how good he is. I agree. I, I think he's going to be a phenomenal prospect. I definitely think he's
0: rising up in the rankings. Yes. Like, for sure. Um, I, I 100% agree. I mean, Kobe White, I think he's a lottery pick as well. I think he's – you know, I think he's probably in that, like, 10 to 12 range, maybe even higher potentially. Um, I think uh, – Maybe you, some people would now take him ahead of Darius Garland because the injury. I don't know if I would. It's kind of a tough decision there. But Kobe White's just been amazing. He's so fun to watch.
1: I I think I honestly, in my opinion, I, I would take him ahead of Garland. I I like Garland. I think Garland has all the talent in the world, but. It's a kind of the similar thing with Bobo and Fernando. Yeah. I, I don't know. To me, it's it, and of course, I'd take Bobo. But Bobo was like an actual top five pick at a point. He was. So that's the only reason why I – here I would take Kobe White. Kobe White yeah. to me has really proven that not only does he work hard, he has a polished game. You know, It seems to me like obviously he has to work a little bit on his defense. Um, but overall, I really like – like I think he's a great player. North Carolina is going to go far. I really like North Carolina. Yes.
0: I'm definitely feeling yeah.
1: North Carolina for sure.
0: Yeah, and unless Auburn gets really hot again like they did against Kansas, I think Carolina's gonna be a final four team. Alrighty, so let's kinda of transition over to the uh Saturday games yesterday. Um the first
1: the first games of the second round. Um anything stand out to you?
0: Um well the LSU Maryland game was a really good game. Obviously you had the big man, like the big matchup between like Nasri, Bruno Fernando, you got Jalen Smith. Um just really both teams super athletic. Um, some really great prospects potentially from both teams. And I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of this game, but I did see the end. And Tremont Waters, this man is clutch. Had a running layup, just an amazing player, has been for LSU his whole career. And Nas Reed had a really good game as well. Yeah. LSU I think is for real. LSU is really good.
1: I think they they have some potential to go far. I mean it's gonna be tough because they're in Duke's region. Correct? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, they're in Duke's I I think uh meet and Duke is gonna be a rough one. I think they could they could beat Michigan State. I I have some faith in them. Maybe the bias is leaking out some more here. But <laughs> honestly, I don't think Michigan State's like fantastic. I don't think anyone for the Big Ten's that fantastic. Um, I think Michigan got a lucky draw in their region, but overall I I definitely see LSU you know beating. Michigan State I think that's definitely a possibility they have some serious prospects yes I mean obviously you have Nazaron Reed you have Tremont Waters and you have uh, uh, Smart forget his first and uh, Williams so smart. they they have I mean I'm looking at the box board, they only played 8 guys it's actually amazing yeah. that they, they won this game playing 8 guys I guess in college you don't play that many guys anyway Overall, I think LSU is a good team. I, I think they definitely have the ability to go like really, really far. Yeah,
0: they have amazing talent, and you know Will Wade obviously was dropping bags. He got all the talent. I mean, <laughs> he shows is he's dropping. a great recruiter. I mean, he might be, yeah. but we don't really
1: know if he's a great recruiter. Maybe the the money's a great recruiter. <laughs> the money. <yeah. laughs> um, what do you think, Walford in
0: Kentucky, Fletcher McGee? What's what? Does his draft stock exist? So. Fletcher McGee, this was his big time to shine. Obviously, he had that great game against Seton Hall, but this is the game I think he needed to be great. And unfortunately, he couldn't do the same thing he did against Seton Hall. I think he was 0 of 12 from three, if mm-hmm. I'm correct. I don't correct. think he made any. Yeah, he, he didn't make 12. any threes. Um, so th- I don't know. This might hurt it. I think he really needed to be good in this game. And if he would have even just hit three or four threes, they would have beat Kentucky because they were close. And even though he was playing bad. Yeah, Fletcher McGee to me, I think has kind of slid off my draft board. I don't know
1: if he, this, he's completely ghosted in a game where I mean he's playing against, of course, NBA talent, but it seems to me like he might struggle a lot in NBA if this is you know kind of something he's going to be accustomed to where he vanishes in huge games. And obviously, I mean it's not that he hasn't played big games like they played against North Carolina last year and this year, um, and he was amazing in those games, but they aren't quite as hyped up as the NCAA tournament games, um. One thing that I, I want to point out is that without PJ Washington, I think that's hurting his draft stock. I, I think yeah, obviously he's injured, but him not being out on this big stage is really not helping him at all. Yeah, I think he was one of those guys who kind of needed to prove a little more, right? You know, to kind of slide into you know top fifteen, top tenish even maybe. Um, but you know, guys like Tyreek Hill really picked it up for them. He didn't do so well in this game, but um, he did hit a the one the his one alone three pointer was a big three pointer towards yeah. the end um, to get them kind of going. Um,
0: any, uh, any other comments on this game? Um, I think that's about it. I mean, P.J. Washington, yeah, I think I agree that he definitely should be out there. Hopefully he does come back um, for their game against either Houston or Ohio State. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, then Kentucky's going to need him too. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to kind of slide on over to the uh, games that were today.
1: Obviously, summer's still going on, and we still have, like, Ohio State-Houston later um, at 8.40, and we have uh, UC Irvine and Oregon at 9.40, so you guys can kind of tell when we're recording this. Um, currently, the games that are going on, Oklahoma and Virginia just started. Virginia's on a 7-0 run, it looks like. Um, Liberty versus Virginia Tech is at halftime. Liberty's up by 3 Uh, Whoever... Oh, oh, quick quick point out here. When we... Last (laughs) week on the episode, I shouted out three teams, and all three of them won their first game. So... I mean, don't call me don't brag. call me a magician, but call me a magician. Hum, humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> Soft flags. humble brag.
0: Um, but what do you
1: what do you think the Duke game? Duke, oh my God! We just watched it. We just
0: watched the end of that. That game was. Oh insane. my God. That was yes. so entertaining. Yes. So Duke was up one at the end of the game, and UCF had the ball. Oh they were driving to the basket. One of the players, I don't I don't know if it was BJ Taylor, or whoever it was, he drove to the basket, uh, laid it up off the rim. And then the other player got a rebound, and his player, like the the ball was like in the, it almost looked like it was in the rim, and it rimmed out, and they mm-hmm. lost, but wow. Something about Zion is just so fun to watch. He scored 32 points.
1: <laughs> he shot he 50% does. from the field. He went three for seven from three. That's... Oh my God. <laughs> and he's a horrible three-point shooter. <laughs> so, honestly, UCF deserved to win this game. Um, yeah, They really, they shot better from yes. every aspect of the four. 48% versus. 45% uh, from the field, 50% to 40% from three, 75% from free throw uh, for UCF, and 58% for Duke. They deserve to win this game. I mean, that, those like last 30 seconds were kind of, I mean, just as a whole, were just rough for them.
0: Yeah, I think R.J. Barrett should have done more. I think he had 16 points on 6-15 to from the field. Again, I want him to do more. Come on, R.J., let's go. Pick me, it up. It's,
1: to me, John Morantz is the better player. I, I don't... If I'm... Even with... If the Cavs are the number two and they have contact, it's going to be so hard for me to pass up on John Moran. Right. I mean, RJ, of course, has the talent and it's there. I'm just nervous. Like, I'm nervous it's not all there.
0: Yeah, I'm nervous it's an Andrew Wiggins
1: or right, right. something like that. Right, right. In fact, Wiggins is, I mean, a decent comparison. Now. Yeah.
0: He probably plays a little bit better defense than Andrew Wiggins. But any last remarks on these games? Um... You know, I feel bad for Buffalo. It looks like they're going to lose. I was really rooting for them, you know, I was rooting for the Mac team. But of they're down big, Texas Tech, right now. So they had a good run. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this Liberty game play out. Yeah. I'm really hoping they pull it out. Uh,
1: not just because then I'll be more, you know, I'll be more right. That's my I hope they Cinderella pick. But really, I, I, I like seeing these little teams win. Yeah, Um, but. That's going to be it for uh, this episode of Small Baller Podcast. Thank you for listening. Just quick shout-out to my girlfriend, Kayla. She is the only one who told me that I said thanks for watching. I said, I said thanks for watching last episode.
0: So thank you. She's also a huge support to me. So thank yes. you very much, Kayla. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe. Yeah, please uh, subscribe. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. You're automatically – you get notifications. Mm-hmm. On other apps, I'm not sure how it works. But try to yeah. get the notifications on. That way when our episode is uploaded, you can see that it's up.
1: Yeah, and Apple Podcasts, when you subscribe, you'll get notified when episodes drop. Um, not, like, every single day. You won't constantly be getting it. So please go to the Apple Podcast app. It's already on your phone. You don't have to download anything. It's free to subscribe, so please do that on Apple. Any other streaming service, we'd love for you guys to subscribe. If it costs money, I'm not going to tell you guys to no, do that. Because no. I probably wouldn't. There's free honest. ways. There's yeah, but there's free ways. All, there's free ways, ways we we like, Google way. Play, TuneIn. Uh, soon we're going to be on Spotify, so wait a couple episodes. We will be on Spotify, I yes. promise. Yes.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening, um, and we'll see you next Sunday. Go Falcons.